Welcome, listeners, to our bonus episode review on The Irishman. Hello. Hi, my friend. I got that kid I was talking to you about here. I'm going to put him on the phone and let you talk to him, okay? Hello? Is that Frank? Yes. Hiya, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Glad to meet you. Glad to meet you, too, even if it's over the phone. Our friend speaks very highly of you. Thank you. Only three people in the world have one of these. And only one of them is Irish. I heard you paint houses. Yes, I do, sir. Where are you going? Going to work. Well, you know, there's a situation going on now, Frank. Big business and the government, they're trying to pull us down. You might be demonstrating a failure to show appreciation. I know things they don't know I know. You can't miss the big picture. Sooner or later. Get the gun out of his hands! Everybody put here as a date when he's gonna go. You want to be a part of this fight? Would you like to be a part of this history? Yes, I would. Whatever you need me to do, I'm available. He likes to talk, don't he? Dean the Irishman. It, it's here. It is here. We, we, I remember talking about this on our top 10 uh, of 2017. Anticipated. Yes. <laughs> and look where we are now. 2019, late 2019. Very late. Uh, and- obviously, it's a Netflix film, but there was a very limited release in certain cinemas around the world. Seven cinemas in Australia, and we managed to pluck one out of thin air. And Seven in Australia? Seven in Australia. And three of them are in Victoria. That's right. We found one. We took an hour drive to go check this three and a half gangster film out. Yes, and we went some weird back way to avoid a cheap toll. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember driving along in the middle of... Uh, you know, but fuck nowhere with uh, just bushes everywhere with Dean on the GPS looking at the map going, this this cinema is two minutes away. Uh, How can there be a cinema around yeah, here? <laughs> I couldn't believe there was a town coming up, let oh, alone a cinema. <laughs> no, but The Irishman starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Oh, man, just saying those two names back to back. It's fantastic. It's crazy. Add Joe Pesci in there. My God. Jesse Plemons, Anna Paquin, Stephen Graham, Bobby Cannavale, Harvey Keitel, Ray Romano. There's a, there's a cast here for sure. Oh, I mean- Who's saying no to Scorsese? Definitely except for, not. Except for Pesci, who apparently got asked like over 50 times. I went back and looked at Pesci's um, filmography. He hasn't done a film since uh, 2010. Oh, wow. Okay. And then there was a 2006 film. And then before that, I think it was like 1999. Really? Yeah. Was 99 Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag? No, uh, that was 98. Uh, ah. There was one after that. And then he, yeah, then he uh, almost packed it in. Jesus. But this currently sits... At 8.7, over 6,500 ratings. Huge. Is it in the 250 yet? It needs to have 25,000 votes before it okay. can qualify for the top 250. So, I don't see that dropping anytime soon. Well, we'll actually, we'll see what happens when Netflix comes out because I reckon the, the votes will shoot up at that point. Up, you reckon? The votes will shoot up. That's oh, the sure. vote numbers will shoot up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, but no, I just think a movie like this, 
that is a three and a half hour movie is going to scare off a lot of casual film watchers. So you're going to get the hardcore buffs watching it and giving it their rating. Which will be more generous than random casual film goer. That's true. I just, I think this will debut pretty high. Well, I don't think we are casual viewers. We are definitely hardcore viewers. We obviously went and saw the bloody film at the cinema. So I ask you, Dan, because we haven't said anything about this. It was so awkward because we watched it. And we so it finishes. You, you have this whole journey of to get there. You watch this hugely long movie, and then it finishes. And we sort of look at each other and just sort of do this yep nod. We walk out, don't Silence. say a word. As like, oh, are we seriously not going to talk about this? No, we do not nope. say anything. Don't say anything. So, yeah, I've I've no idea what you think of it. All right, so let's hear it now, Dean. What do you think of The Irishman? I fucking loved it. Really? Yes. I fucking loved it too. Good. <laughs> what a surprise. Shock horror. <laughs> Man, you say this this three and a half hour film is going to scare people. This did not feel like a three and a half hour film. This breezed mm. through. It was so like clean and fresh how quickly it went. It just, the pacing was unbelievable. Like I couldn't believe that. You know, I checked the the phone at some point for the time, and like it was two and a half hours. By, two hours, two and a half you know, hours ago. When, when you checked your phone, I was like, "Oh God, he's struggling. No, he doesn't no, no, like no, it." No. I I wasn't. I honestly wasn't sure if you were going to come in here. I mean, I knew you'd you'd be positive, but I wasn't sure if you'd be as positive as I am. Nah, mate. This right now, this is a this is a four and a half star film. This is in my top five of the year. Wow. Yeah, this film, I, I loved every drip of it. Pesci, oh my god, Pesci was the standout for me. Oh, okay, no, yeah. not for me. Is it Pacino? I think. Was it all of them? Honestly, I'll tell you. When Pacino and De Niro were on screen for the first time talking, I just, I got, I got like shivers, man. I got like goosebumps. I'm like, oh my god, this is. I haven't seen this since Heat. I'm not watching that Righteous Kill shit. This is Heat. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think honestly, for me, if I had to rank the three, I'd go De Niro, Pacino, Pesci. No, I think I out of all of them, I would say probably Pesci, De Niro, Pacino, but all three of them are like just superb. Oh, they're, they're all incredible. But the thing with Pesci is, which is why I had him third, is because I sort of there's no sort of big scene from him. He's very mellow throughout. But it's still that menacing Pesci. Like it's he, menacing, you've seen him but it, it's not at casino. Yeah, it's nowhere near that level though. But that's fine. He still gives off this threatening presence without ever really raising his voice. And I was so scared of him throughout this film. Yeah, he is the sort of character where you just don't know what he's capable of. Yeah, he can explode. I I think, honestly, knowing him from Goodfellas and and Casino, you are so much more aware of what he has in him. And I just maybe was slightly, not disappointed, but I was looking for something that didn't come. What did you think of the- Hold on, let's keep talking about actors here. So, Pacino. Holy shit. He was fantastic. He was hilarious. Like, people yeah. in our cinema were laughing all the time throughout the Oh, this, this one movie. guy just burst out laughing at this random- Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Like, he did like a, a little fisticuffs motion, and oh. this guy just roared with laughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Pacino is hilarious in this, and, yeah, this is the Pacino of 15 years ago, of 20 years ago. The, yeah, the-, the real- Yeah, it's, it's that style. He's so over the top- but he just Pacino just nails it, and it's it's hard because you are watching these old actors be de-aged. What did you think of the the technology? I got to say, the very first shot of De Niro was the only shot I had a question with. When that came up, I'm like, oh, this can't be the whole thing, can it? And then after that, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, mind you, the blue eyes. On De Niro, they kind of stood out for me. I know they they did his eyes blue because he's Irish and that's, you know, generally what Irish people have. They have blue eyes. So, that 
was noticeable, but you know that's not a knock on the film at all. Like, all right, he's got blue eyes. Yep. It's all right. Yep, I didn't ever notice that. Oh, there you go. So, um, I thought the de aging was yeah standout, impeccable, standout, and that's my point with these actors is you forget that you're watching them while you're watching this film. You forget that they've just made this, especially since this film linearly is all over the joint. Like it, it cuts between I think three different timelines throughout the film. And the parts where it cuts from young De Niro to, I guess, middle-aged De Niro, if you know what I mean, you're noticing these changes in, in the way he looks. So you would notice if the, the de-aging looked bad mm. because you're seeing it from a different age almost immediately. Yeah. And the fact that it looked perfect compared to that just shows the, the absolute quality, the dedication and the preciseness of this de-aging technology. It's fantastic. It's insane. So do we know this is obviously- better than the Marvel de-aging technology, isn't it? I mean, of course. Well, if, I mean, looking back at anything like, like I it's not, about it. It's not like they're using the same technology, is it? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Because I, I did think this was better, but I wasn't sure if I was just being influenced by this is a better quality film. No, I think this looked 100 times better. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think it is a testament when you forget that the de-aging was happening. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a few... I think there's only one shot... Where De Niro goes super young, like probably in his twenties. Yeah, 20s. that's a super flashback uh, back to the war, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I even thought that was fine. Yeah, I was, was like, it oh was wow, fine. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is a Scorsese film. It's a it's a gangster film, so you definitely get your your Goodfellas, your casino vibes here. Wasn't as violent as I thought it was going to be. I think that the violence was. I think it was as violent. I just think it was so. It was very matter-of-fact. It was so rare that yeah. violence was on screen. It wasn't- It's not a film that has constant violence no. throughout like like a Goodfellas or a Casino, but I think when the violence does hit, it's so realistic. Yeah. It, it, as you said, like, matter-of-fact, it's brutal. And even- Even- the, It sort of opens up with this text of, I hear you like to paint houses. Do you realise that that's the- the, yes. The, ti- yes. the movie title, I, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because it's never referred to as The Irishman. Well, it's more- That's the name of the book. That it was yes. based on. Yeah, which I realised after the fact. Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it was so weird when it came up with that that sort of text, mm. like that was the title of the film. I thought it was going to be like a chapter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't a chapter. No, it, it didn't need it. Like, it, it does flow so well. I love the general theme for this film. This is this is very much a story about a journey through life as well. And the fact Epic, that- Epic, very um, Once Upon a Time Oh, my America. God, I was going to say Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, Like, sure. exactly that. And the fact that it stars De Niro as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are obvious parallels there. Like, what I love about it is just the the casual nature of death as well. Like, for example, they have all these secondary characters that come up through this film, and you get a, a freeze frame, and then the text comes up about how they die. Like, died 1980, shot in his car. Yeah. And you don't see it. And it's just it just shows you that it's just death is a thing. It I think, happens. I think it does really well to build the world that you know, oh, this film's yeah. taking place in, that, yeah, everyone is going to die. Eventually, and yeah. whether it be old age, because this story obviously does span a very long period of time, whether it is old age or whether it's a hit, you just you know that everything has an, a conclusion and we're going to see it. And I think, I think it is powerful. I think it is very powerful. I think that's one of the do. best things about it. Yeah. I mean, the final five minutes of the film, oh, they were so strong. That really, final that a- shot, that final shot nailed it. That was weak for me, to be oh, honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah, I loved it. I loved how that ended. Okay. I mean, I say weak. I mean, in comparison to the rest. Like, it's still- I wasn't bored. I was just like, maybe it's because I knew it was about to end 
and it did have that sort of extended ending, which yeah. I think, like, you look at a movie like Return of the King where you've got such a long story that's being told, it does warrant a longer ending. Fair enough. So, how much did you know about the film before you went into it? Did You didn't see any trailers, did you? Not one trailer. Wow. Did they give away a lot in the trailer? No, I only saw the the first teaser that came out. Okay. And I thought that was just enough to get an idea of what it was about. It didn't spoil a thing. I had no idea this was about Jimmy Hoffa. That, that's what they spoil. It's basically the conversation between De Niro and Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. And then, like, the final shot is zooming in on the DH De Niro to get everyone going, ooh, look at the technology there. And this is another thing I liked about the film. It was, like, it's semi a true story. Yeah. And I knew nothing about Jimmy Hoffa. Did like you I know, know did, you did not know that he, he disappeared for unknown reasons? I'll say it again. I knew nothing about Jimmy Hoffa except that Jack Nicholson yeah. played <laughs> okay. him in a film called Hoffa. That's it. I did not know he was a gangster, wow. didn't know what he was about, didn't know he disappeared or anything like that. So it was funny because at one point in the film, very early on, they're saying, oh, what everyone knows about Hoffa is that he disappeared. And I'm sitting there like, well, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like such common knowledge. You're sitting there going, is, it, is this a thing? He what? I was waiting for you to turn and look at me. Like, and I'm like, yep, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> is that true, Hendo? <laughs> Come on, yes, get with the program. One thing that did stand out as a big plus for me was the costumes, funnily enough. And you look at a film like Goodfellas and Casino, especially with all of um, Ace's all, all suits. All the multicolored, yeah. You know what, what I was constantly being drawn to? Their ties. Did you notice their ties at any point? No. Oh, their ties are incredible. I did in notice this film. one tie that got uh, a bit of backlash from a, a character. Yeah, there is that. There is that point. But I, d- I just think in general, like every scene, they have a new tie on, and they're all very loud ties. These aren't like subtle, you know, monotone ties. I, I did really like it. It did make the characters, you know, suits just really pop for me, which is yeah. which is nice. I also think there's actually a fair bit of comedy in this film as well. The scene involving a watermelon. Oh man. I was having, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, no. Nah, as as we said, the cinema we were in were laughing a lot, and I think, I think it helps. It, de- oh, it definitely helps because I mean, there's no way around it. I will compare this film to Goodfellas all the time, right? I mean, how can you not? The thing with Goodfellas is there is so much comedy in Goodfellas. Yeah, and I don't think there is as much comedy in uh, The Irishman no. as Goodfellas, but. I think you do need it. You do need some outward entertainment. You need to lighten the tension because I'm telling you, there are some incredibly tense moments throughout this film as well. Mm. No, for sure. All right, we'll, we'll leave the spoiler-free section there, Dean, but uh, I've, I've given my rating of four and a half. What do you give it? You know, it's been- When I left the cinema, I was four and a half. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it happening? I've given this a, a lot of thought. I really have. And The Irishman, for me, gets- Amazing. Amazing. Outstanding. Wow. Not even a second viewing. Not even waiting for Netflix. <laughs> well, that that that's what that was my thing. Like I haven't given a five star a movie a five star rating in two years. Two years. Was the last one War for, War the, Planet for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes. And I think since doing this podcast, we probably are more critical and we have I think we've said a couple of times, like I think we really need to see a movie twice before we five star. Yeah, I really want to I really want to try and stand by that. Well, that was that was my thing leaving. I was like, all right, I'm not at five stars because I need to rewatch it. I really want to. I'm just so looking forward to bloody end of November when I can watch this on Netflix. Can I say, are you wary of waiting because the you're going to be watching this on your TV now, and it's and you're watching it on Netflix, and you feel like this might drop the? No, uh, no, 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 no. I don't. No, I don't think this is a film that. 
loses too much from a, a decent TV setup. Yeah, I mean it's not a it's not a Marvel spectacle. No, I mean no. Scorsese is not dealing with Marvel here. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I just I'm so excited to see it again. And even just talking to you now, like it's it's all come back. Yeah, you know, like getting into this movie, remembering all these cool moments. I just nah, fuck it. I'm think, and I'm also in my mind, I'm thinking of other movies that I have at five stars. And I'm like, what's well, better than that? Better than that? Better than that? Better than that? I'm like, no, I can't deny it. Five stars for me. What a fucking movie. Fair enough. All right, that's our spoiler-free section. We're going to head into the spoiler section now. So if you've seen The Irishman, keep going. But if you haven't and you're waiting for Netflix to release it, why don't you go check it out then and come back and listen to this section. So spoilers starting from now. After this, there is no turning back. I strongly recommend caution. So obviously I knew that Hoffer disappeared and I, I had a feeling that this was leading up to Frank's killing of Hoffer. That's that's that is what I was thinking was going to happen, especially when you get to the point where he actually has to take the plane to basically off him, mm. and that whole scene, that sequence, it's not a scene, that sequence yes. of him when Pesci drives him to the airport and there's they barely speak, but from when he gets on the plane to when he gets back, yeah, that whole scene is incredible. Yeah, the whole situation, the yeah. the whole thing, it lingers. There's every little shot mm. of just. Turning a corner in a car and then coming back and turning that same corner. Yeah, and I love and just, I love the same just, shots. Yeah. The same shots. And that it's they just show. silent and you're like, oh my God, when is this happening? What is gonna happen? Holy shit, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, when is he gonna do this? Is mm. he is is he gonna are they gonna off Jesse Plemons as well? I didn't know he was in on it. Are they gonna off them both? Is he gonna off all three of them? Holy shit. Yeah. It was just it was incredible. That oh. whole sequence. Yeah, that was incredible. For me though, my my favorite scene I would have to say is when they're all together at this big dinner thing. Uh well yeah, when they're celebrating Frank's work, whatever he's whatever yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And you got Pesci sort of saying to Frank, like, we need to tell Hoffa to stop. Yeah. He's so he's got so much you know, drive inside him though. I will do what I want to do. He feels untouchable. And Frank's got to go over to him and just say, listen, this this is it. They mean business. And he still doesn't back down. And I'm just like, I'm looking at him, I'm like, holy shit, is this guy serious? He's just going to be so stubborn. He will be stubborn to but his But Pacino grave. sells it so well. Pacino is great. But I, for me, it's- thing I love about De Niro is his ability to show sadness in his face so well. And what killed me is after that when he watches his daughter, played by Anna Paquin, yeah. dancing with Hoffa. And I love I love that dynamic. I know Anna Paquin doesn't actually get too many lines in this film, but the, the juxtaposition between her relationship between Joe Pesci, who they're trying to force this great, oh, Uncle yeah, Russell but not having a bar of it. situation on. And then you see the difference where she loves Hoffa. Yeah. She absolutely loves him. And you him. see it through when she was young as yeah, well. Yeah. And he just knows he's going to have to break her heart. And he knows that when you see that she won't talk to him at the end and all that. But you, you say that Paquin doesn't have a lot of lines in this film. But the non-verbal communication between her and Frank, her dad, when you see those situations, like when he's watching on the TV that mm. someone was killed and yeah. she walks in and just looks at him and they look at each other like that. She knows. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And the looks on their faces they give, you don't need the words. And it's it's perfect. Like that acting between both of them is stellar. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought I thought Anna Paquin was fantastic in this. Tense moments as well, like in regards to when they're talking about blowing up all the cars, and they go, "Oh, we'll go back and forth, and we'll blow this car up," and they'll blow, they'll blow this car up. And then you get that scene with Hoffa's wife in the car, and she's got the keys in the ignition. She's like, "Oh, oh my yeah. god, what do I do here?" Yeah, and the fake out cut oh, no. to like her image of what she's expecting. Oh, that yep. it it shot me. Like, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Yeah. 
That was incredible. No, Perfect. It was. it was. Like, Scorsese is a master and Gangster Films is his bread and butter. Even the scene where Frank has to off that young guy who's who's causing too much problems and he basically does the voiceover and he discusses how he's going to do it in this restaurant. So like, I'll go in with the two guns. We'll, we'll get the car to drive around so they pick me up immediately. you got to get them in this certain area. you got to avoid these people. And it, and it goes through like a big five to ten minute discussion about what he's planning to do and then you see it and it's like 30 seconds. Mm. It's done, done, done and it's out. Mm. It's like all that planning and it's just – it's perfect. He does everything he says, yeah. and it's magnificent. No, it was great. And that actually did remind me of um, the first Godfather, where they're talking about a young Al Pacino about his hit in that um, that the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, it was great. There's so much great in this film. Okay, I think that's uh, that was pretty much the only other little bits of spoilers we wanted to discuss. Nothing else, Dean? No, I think I think that'll do it until we do the full breakdown on it eventually. Eventually, <laughs> this will definitely be hitting the top two fifty. I mean, it's gotta. Yeah, for sure. All right, that will do it. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this bonus episode, and we will see you very soon. Bye. Shoot, shoot, shoot.